Welcome to the Writer's Way Podcast, where we celebrate writers who have completed their books and inspire writers who haven't. Join Lori and her guests as they talk about writing, books, and life in between chapters. Hello, writers. Welcome back to the Writer's Way podcast. I'm here today with the fabulous Naive Reynoso. Welcome. Thank you so much. Oh, you're so welcome. I My goal today is not to say, that's so cool, because I have no vocabulary, apparently. I've been at home with the kids, you know, now for a few weeks, and I have uh, not a great vocabulary, but you really are so cool. You've done so much stuff. Thank you so much. So are you, Lori? Oh. oh, thank you. Well, so let's start and share with people who you are and all the cool stuff you've done, and I'll make a list of words that are not cool. Perfect. So, um... Yeah, I'm from Los Angeles, California. My background is journalism. I've been a journalist for over 25 years. I've won Emmys for journalism. I've I've worked in both uh, regional, local, national, and international media. And a couple of years ago, I really felt there was a need for Latino children in the United States to see themselves reflected in books. So yeah. I, I parlayed all of my experience as a journalist, all my media contacts, all my know-how of how to how to find things, how to find stories and resources. And I used all of that experience to start my own publishing company called Contodo Press. Fabulous. That was, well, in 2018... Right. I, I technically it was tw- 2018, but really 2018, it was like December of 2018. And the only okay. real uh-huh. thing I had in 2018 is my LLC and um, idea. And, and I had my book, not a hundred percent written, but it was kind of starting to take shape. But yeah, I, I like to say that it was established in 2018 because then, you know, it makes my company sound not as new as it really is. <laughs> <laughs> and I've just exposed you to everybody. Right, exactly. <laughs> the secret's out. <laughs> the secret's out. And how many books do you have published now? So I have three books published, um, or, or maybe we could say two and a half, because one of the books published is a board book version of my very first book. So it's not a brand new book per se. It's a, it's a board book baby version of my first book. So um, yeah, so right now it's three and I'm working on number four, which is a taco book and it's so much fun. And I'm also working on number five. So that's kind of what I have going on right now. Oh my goodness. Okay. So the first two and a half are nonfiction. Correct. Yes. And they're bilingual. Yes. Um, On one of the pages, you open the book, the, the right side is English and the left side is Spanish because here in, in Los Angeles and in the United States, there mm-hmm. are a lot of Spanish speakers and there's a growing trend for um, bilingual and Spanish immersion schools opening up. I think uh, finally the United States is realizing that um, or the educational system is realizing the value and importance of learning a second language. Um, you know, it, it's obviously predominantly English and English is the official language, but this is a melting pot of cultures and there's there's a lot of languages spoken in this country and um, schools are finally starting to incorporate that in their curriculum. So it's not just Spanish that kids are starting to learn, it's Chinese and it's French. So it's a really beautiful thing and uh, my books help those that are learning Spanish or, or are in Spanish and 
So, so in addition to helping with promoting, you know, the bilingualism and the Spanish language, um, you're also promoting the Spanish culture and, and helping little girls really to, because your title is Be Bold, Be Brave. Right. So this country, the United States, um, 20% of the population is of Latino heritage. Mm-hmm. And, but there are, there are not a lot of uh, Latino characters in children's books or in media as a whole, you know, in general, um, as a matter right. of fact, there was a study that said that only 5% of character main characters in books are of Latino heritage here in this country. Um, and that's kind of a disservice to our community because we are 20%. So I, I feel like in order to be fair, in order to have an equitable representation, you, your book should reflect what your reality is. Right. Um, and I see a lot of kids when I go to their schools, you know, I, I see them have, books that that are not that don't reflect who they are I think it's beautiful to have a variety of books because we are a whole like I said a melting pot so they should have books that reflect every culture and and the American culture Mm -hmm. so I just really wanted to to also provide books where they could see themselves where they could see role models of people women and men in the Latino culture that have um, you know achieved amazing things. My first book is called Be Bold, Be Brave. And we, I focused on 11 Latinas who made U.S. history, such as Ellen Ochoa, who was the first Latina to go into space. And she's also an inventor. So, uh, Supreme Court Justice Sonia Sotomayor, Rita Moreno, who's won an Oscar and a Peabody and an Emmy and a Grammy. And she's just amazing. So The reason I called it Be Bold, Be Brave is because at the end of the book, I have a call to action. I wanted to, I wanted the reader to feel empowered and I wanted to, I wanted to have that call to action for little girls to feel that, you know, they, they should be bold and they should be brave because all of these women who accomplished these amazing things, most of them came from very humble uh, beginnings. They came with not a lot of resources to accomplish their dreams. So they did have to be bold and be brave. So I just wanted to emphasize that. So when, when little girls are reading it, they can remember that phrase. And, and if they run into bumps in the road, that the way to overcome those bumps in the road and when they're trying to achieve their dreams is to be bold and be brave. Oh, I love that. I think that's so powerful, so important on so many levels. I love that you have done that. So I'll ask the question that everybody's wondering, is it selling well? Like, is there a market for this? You know, it's selling very, very well. And and Lori, you're probably more of an expert than I am as far as, you know, in the grand scheme of children's books selling, if it's good or not, because... I, I'm new to this business. I mean, technically, I've only been doing this for for two years, or actually for one year, because my book, "Be Bold, Be Brave," my first book, it hasn't even been a year since it came out, and I've oh, yeah, I've sold yeah. about seven thousand copies um, of the book. I don't know if that's that's amazing. That, I think that's great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and. I, I think it's really good. I think it's, it, you know, it reminds me of like Reese Witherspoon and her, her production company. And um, she had to put the material out there that everybody said wouldn't do well, right? That wasn't marketable. And it was um, female based stories and, and, uh, and all that kind of stuff. And you're, uh, to me, you're kind of the same uh-huh. that people might maybe, you know, because in the, in the past, only 5% of book characters have been um, Latino. Right. right. 
And so clearly there's a market, there's a need, and you're filling that. And I think that's fantastic. And I'd love to highlight that. Thank you. What is your second book? So my second book, um, the the half book that I like to call it is my board book version of the first book. Um, I wanted to make okay. a board book version because I know that I, I books are the first piece of media that children are exposed to. So I wanted to have little babies, two-year-old, three-year-old, be able to to read the book as well, or for parents to be able to read the book. So that's why I did a board book version. Um, but my third book um, is called Fearless Trailblazers, 11 Latinos Who Made U.S. History. And that's pretty much the same type and style of the first book. But in yeah. this case, I focus yeah. on men, on Latino oh, men yeah. that accomplished amazing things in this country. Fantastic. So can I ask a lot of authors question, should I do a board book, you know, uh, because it's uh, more complicated often. Um, How have you found that one to sell? The board book, the board book is doing really well as well. But I've noticed that there are different audiences and different markets. For example, on Amazon, it doesn't sell as well as it does on my own website. And a lot of special stores have been ordering by the boxes of my board books because you know when you go into a, a little specialty store or a museum shop a lot of customers like that cute small little novelty item right so it's been selling really well in those as a you know wholesale item for those stores and I've also been offering it as a bundle package on my website so for example I have on my website contodopress.com I have listed my book Uh, my Be Bold, Be Brave. And then I have another, um, and then I also offer it as a bundle. I get the the hardcover and the board book for a discounted rate or for like a, you know, a great, a great bundle deal. And a lot Mm -hmm. of people surprisingly do go for the bundle deal. So um, it's worked for me and I, and, and it's allowed me to, to be, um, be, it's, it's opened the market for me because not everyone wants not every specialty store or, or customer wants an, you know, a book that costs $18.99 because my hardcover costs $18.99 and my board book, mm-hmm. um, I, I priced it at $10.99. So it's a, it's a more economical price point and, mm-hmm. and so making it a little more enticing for some customers. And then, like I said, a lot, a lot of customers buy both the board book and the hardcover as a bundle. That's fantastic. I'm so happy to hear that for you. I'm curious, um, do you do the mailing yourself or do you have a warehouse? So on Amazon, I'm on Amazon Advantage. Um, You know, I'm sure you've covered this at length on your podcast. Mm -hmm. So it's basically a consignment where uh, usually my printer sends them. So I don't even see a lot of the books that go directly to Amazon because I'll tell my printer to send them to Amazon. So then they get sent to Amazon and Amazon um, does all the shipping of the books that are paid and and purchased through Amazon. When they are purchased on my website, I do all the shipping myself. Um, I ran, this is, this is crazy, but I ran a a really crazy promotion. I don't know what you think of it, Lori, but right now with the whole coronavirus, I, I wanted to, I know that a lot of people are struggling financially. So I put all my books on my website for sale for 50% off. And I got like, hun- like over a hundred orders of books. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> like it, within a span of two weeks, like over a hundred, I think it's like almost 200 books that people ordered because I put it at 50% off. So now I'm like, 
wow, now I have to ship 200 books. (laughs) I have to stuff the envelopes. I have to, you know, do the postage. And that's a lot, that's a lot of work as, as you probably know. So what I'm thinking, um, eventually when this crisis subsides, uh, is to hire an assistant, hopefully, or even just a part-time person that could come once a week and do all my shipping for me. And then I would just bulk ship, you know, in one, one day a week. Um, that way my assistant could just do that and I could focus more on the creative side because it takes a long time to ship all these orders. It does. And, and to even just address and stuff the envelopes, it takes a long time and, and it's not stuff you yourself have to be doing. That's so true. Are your kids old enough? Can you hire them out? (laughs) Well, my daughter, (laughs) my daughter's 16, but she has no interest in helping me in my business at all. Even if I pay her, you know, she's like a typical teenager where she does not have anything to do with what I'm doing. Um, So no, I wish, I really wish, but it's, you know, it's just not going to work out. I, I would fire her like immediately. <laughs> oh, that's too bad. No. You know, she's a typical teen, but okay. yeah, I wanted to teach my 11 year old, like how to produce the podcast for me. Cause I was like, that's a great skill. You don't need a paper route. You can produce podcasts for people as a part-time job as you get older. And so in theory, he was excited. And then as soon as he sat down at a program, he was like, oh, no. <laughs> you know, you don't just get to be a YouTuber. <laughs> you know, you have to do all the behind the scenes. Yeah. And it turns out that part's not fun, right? Right. <laughs> so, um, so speaking of corona and uh, the crisis everybody is in now, have you changed anything besides, I mean, that's fantastic that you, you're lowering the price of your books. Have you changed anything else? to adapt or to help people? Definitely. You know, I had my email list dormant forever. Um, And Mm -hmm. on on my website, I collect emails and, you know, people just randomly email me about the company, the books, et cetera. So I had this this plethora of emails that were just, I wasn't taking advantage of, they were dormant. So what I did with the coronavirus to help, um, you know, to help parents is I created a free printable, worksheets, downloadable printable worksheets that they can print out. And they, they're like, some of them are just coloring sheets. Some of them are history lessons. Some of them are, are, um, word search puzzles. Some of them are just, like I said, just fun coloring sheets. So I, I produced those, I created those and I'm going to keep creating new ones. Um, you know, every week I'm going to create at least two to three new workable printable sheets. So then I had to in conjunction, I had to ramp up my email service because how am I going to let my customers know or my past customers know that these worksheets exist, right? So I had to go back into my MailChimp account and like, and, and just reboot the whole thing and, and establish like, um, some kind of like a pattern of where like, okay, once a week or, or twice a week, I'm going to be emailing them, um, the new worksheets and the new sales I have going on et cetera, et cetera. So then, you know, that's how I've been dealing with the whole COVID. Uh, I, I was offering my book 50% off, but, but now it's back to normal price. But on my, on my email list, I do offer people that are on my email list, a discount as kind of like a thank you for, for being Mm -hmm. on my, on my list, because I knew that I couldn't really, I didn't want to do 50% forever and ever, but um, through the email list, like I said, 
I'm, I'm a, a helping parents with these printable worksheets. And I'm also working on this other email blast that I'm going to do where I kind of um, curate a lot of different resources, not that I created resources that other people created for children to cope with coronavirus. So there's like a podcast mm. on the daily. There's this YouTube channel that, um, that a mom uh, that's very knowledgeable created about how to talk to your children about COVID. There's, there's like three different coloring books about the coronavirus. So I'm going to curate all of that mm. and, and then just yeah. blast it out to my email list just, just to keep, keep the community alive. And I, I feel like, because I provide books for children and for parents as a, not only just as a person, but the DNA of my company is to help people and, and, and inspire people. And, and this is the time to do it, right? This is the time to, mm-hmm. to up my game as far as the mission of my company, which is to inspire people and, and make the company feel like it's a community as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. This is the time I've been trying to help people with that to uh, take that step past their own um, sadness. Right. You know, we can really st- be stuck there. We can wallow there, right. but it helps us so much when we try to help others. Mm-hmm. And and you're right. There's so many resources available right now. I almost feel mom guilt, like, because there's so many opportunities that I could be sharing with my kids um, that I can't do them all. Right. right? <laughs> There's so many, but, but what you're doing is fantastic. So you sort through and you curate the list and then you, you share it with them. And that's a huge help. That's a huge benefit. Right. Yeah. And then you're grounding yourself in helping others, which I think is what everybody should try to do once you get past that initial anyway, anxiety and, and fear, because some people are just really stuck there, I think right now. And speaking of um, helping people, my cousin, she, she sews, she's a seamstress. So we created, um, and this is something brand new and it's not available yet, but we created a fabric based on one of my characters who's a doctor and she's going to create face masks with my character printed on the face mask, you know, using that fabric. So that's something that I think hopefully will, will, will help people because, um, now Mm -hmm. that we all have to use face masks, uh, why not be, be, a, you know, have a cute face mask. <laughs> have a cute one. <laughs> right. I'm interesting what, uh, when you take away that part of your personality, that's your face, you can replace it <laughs> exactly. you know, with something else. That's fantastic. And that will be available on your website when it's, um, it'll be available on, um, on my Instagram because it's her product. So I'm, I'm okay. not necessarily selling it. It's just, she used, um, a character in my book who's a, a doctor as a kind of like to use for, as a pattern for the fabric that she's going to use. So I can redirect people to her website. Uh, but okay. it's just something like kind of being a little lighthearted about the situation and not, you know, just saying mm-hmm. like, Hey, this is the reality. Like let's, you know, let's turn yeah. lemons into lemonade and let's. Yeah. It. And the faster we accept right. it, hopefully the faster we'll get through it. Right. Exactly. So, we don't want to wear face masks, perhaps, <laughs> but uh, if that will help, then let, we should just do it, right? right. Suck it up and do and it. Sometimes and it's just kind of like a way to make other people people also feel comfortable around you. Um, I, I went jogging the other day and I felt so guilty because I, I jogged right past a family with a child, with a toddler, and I couldn't 
moved past the six feet because there was another family talking to them. Um, so it's like, mm-hmm. I, so I, it was like a split second. Like, what do I do? Like there's a scram- yeah. I'm sandwiched in between two families, you know, while I'm jogging yeah. through my neighborhood. But I'm like, well, maybe if I was wearing a face mask, they would be like, oh, she's cool. She has a face mask. <laughs> it's all right. But then it felt yeah. like, oh my God, I feel horrible for being less than six feet away from this family. <laughs> Yes, there's real anxiety around it. I went and got groceries for the first time because my husband's been doing it and I'm not sick. <laughs> I've been in my house for weeks, but I still had that fear like that. What if I am? What if there's a possibility and I'm infecting people? But then it's also, what if I'm being infected? Like there's, it's just, it's just so scary right now. But I like that idea of communicating out. I'm cool. I'm safe. Yeah, like, I'm taking care right. of it. Yeah. <laughs> Covering myself up. So I had asked in, you know, when, when we arranged this, what your advice was for people. I'm curious if you'd have it fresh advice, you know, based on recent world events for, for people who are maybe thinking, I have a book that I'd like to write and publish, but should I even bother? You know, the world's, <laughs> the world's crazy and sideways. Should I even bother? Do you have advice for people who maybe are thinking like that right so now? My book, my new book, my fearless trailblazers literally launched yesterday, uh, not yesterday, sorry, launched March 31st. Right. And I had been planning. Um, so this is, we're in the middle of the COVID crisis and I had planned so many amazing like book launch events and book launch yeah. collaborations for the book launch, which was March 31st. And obviously everything was canceled. Every single, you know, of course it should be canceled. So I I also had to think like, okay, what do I do? Do I postpone the release of my book? I mean, everything's ready to go. But because I was so already, you know, advanced in the process of the book, like the book, I already physically have it. It's already done. So I went ahead and released it, but in conjunction with like my media release um, and my press release and even like blog interviews that I've been doing, I've, I've been kind of using the pitch of I, I'm releasing this book. And in conjunction with the release of my book, I'm also offering parents resources um, mm-hmm. that are related to the book and also can help you like the resources that I mentioned earlier. Right. So then I kind of pivoted my, my press release to reflect not just the book release, but also the book release plus the free resources. Uh, and I did get a few interviews. So, but if you're in the earlier stage, um, this is the perfect time, the the most perfect time in the world to write your book because now you have, now you're like literally quarantined in hibernation in your house, <laughs> and 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 you can use that as a distraction from all of the craziness that's happening, right? So you can you can use it to set up a routine for yourself, and you can say like, okay. Um, from let's just say 11 a.m. to 1 a.m. Like I really believe in schedules. Uh, it's really saved me th- during this crisis having a schedule. So yeah. you could just say, okay, from 11 to 1, for example, or from 6 a.m. to 8, whatever fits your specific schedule. I'm going to work on my book, and I'm going to work. And, and it, even if let's just say, Lori, that you're already almost done, and you don't have much more to do. Um, then you can start working on your book launch ideas, right? On, on, okay, I already wrote the book. It's done. Um, now I have to, you still have to wait about three months for it to be printed if you're going to print it. 
So you still have a lot of time to work on other things. So I would work on your marketing ideas, your pitch to, as a press release, like all of the other stuff, the ancillary, ancillary stuff that comes um, mm-hmm. when you're launching a book. So definitely this is not a time to stop. Uh, I appreciate that. Thank you. I agree with you. <laughs> um, all right. So you're moving forward with your, with your next book as well, your taco book. You had said you're working on that and so nothing, nothing's really changed as far as you're releasing and creating. So I was originally, okay. So my taco book, obviously it's about a taco. It's about a taco. <laughs> I wanted to release it in conjunction with Cinco de Mayo, which is a huge Latino celebration in the United States. However, you know, May 5th is just around the corner and, and I'm going to, I'm going to run into the same issues that I did with this book, like no, no in-person interviews, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking of, of launching it on national taco day, which is in November. Oh, so, so what I'm doing, which I think would, you know, would, would make sense as well. So what I'm doing is I am not stopping the process of publishing the book. I'm still moving forward, but now I have a lot more time to figure out fun collabs with, with other people that are obsessed with tacos. There's, there's, there, I don't know how it is in Canada, but here in the United States, there is a huge subculture of taco lovers. There's like Instagrams (laughs) about tacos and, and like, stores that all they sell is like taco gear, taco t-shirts, taco hats. I mean, it's crazy. So I'm going to use this entire time to do a little more research and to, to try to create fun collaborations with people obsessed with the taco culture. So that's how I'm going to kind of fill in the gap in the meantime. I love it. That's really smart. So you're not hiding in the closet. You're <laughs> continuing on um, and, uh, and just adjusting the timeline a little bit. Right. I love it. And I love the idea of the book and the taco subculture. (laughs) Are are, are tacos big in Canada or not really? I'm curious. Well, it doesn't sound like they're as big as they are there, but I think it's the same thing. There's, there's definitely taco love here. Okay. (laughs) Well, thank you so much. I'm going to share, you know, where people can find you. It looks like it's Contoto Press everywhere. So your handles and contotopress.com if people want to find you or want to look at your books or your resources. That's correct. Contodopress.com. And contodo is a Spanish word and it means with your all, giving giving it your all. And that's that's kind of the philosophy of of my life, giving it your all. That's oh. because I wanted to focus on Latino books and I decided to give it a Spanish name, but contodo me, in case anyone was wondering, it means give it your all. Oh, I love that. Thank you. Sorry, I'm sure I said it very badly. No, No, that's how you say it in English. Okay. (laughs) Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate you coming on and sharing your advice and and your experience. And I wish you all the best with this new book and, and the next book, the taco book. And I hope that people look you up and take advantage of your resources that you're sharing. All right. Well, thank you, Lori. We as, as authors are also our own little community and I really appreciate all the support that you're, you're giving us right now too, because this is important. Thanks. Well, I'm trying. <laughs> I try. That's how I uh, coax myself out of the closet. It's by trying to help others. Okay. Enjoy the rest of okay, your day. Thank you, Lori. You're welcome. Okay, bye-bye. Bye.